Hi friends, welcome to the Front Porch Life podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm so glad you have joined me. My hope is that the Front Porch would be a place for you to rest, connect with other women through our stories, and refocus your attention on Jesus. So grab your coffee and join me on the porch. Welcome back to the Front Porch Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And I am so excited to bring to you the conversation that I got to have with my dear friend, Connie. Connie um, is the wife of our pastor, Greg, and it has been just a blessing to get to know them and to be able to do ministry with them and be friends. And it's just been so, so fun. Mike and I really cherish their friendship. And um, I'm just excited for you to hear this conversation. I think it's easy sometimes to think, well, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not a pastor's wife or I don't work at a church. Um, But if you believe in Jesus and you want to shine his light to the people that you live, you know, around, like in your neighborhood or at work, um, if you mentor younger men or women, if you just, um, you know, have a spiritual conversation with someone like you are in ministry too. Um, and so this conversation is for you. And the part that I thought was the most important in this conversation is Connie brings up the idea that, um, we can't do ministry alone and we can't be successful in the things that we do when we're alone. And I think right now our tendency in this culture is to be alone, like, you know, stay home, keep everyone safe. Um, you know, people are having lots of disagreements right now. So it's easier just to stay to yourself and, and not interact with other people because who knows if they believe the same things that you do, you know, it's like, that is our tendency right now. But she is so, um, she's so true in what she says in that we can't do life on our own because that is not sustainable and we're not living to our full capacity when we're by ourselves. Um, So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and that it's encouraging to you and that it just helps you to feel um, motivated in the ministry that you have. Okay, so I have my friend Connie on today, and Connie um, is a member of our church, and we've gotten to know each other the past few years, which has been really fun. So would you like to introduce yourself and tell us about you and your family? Sure. Um, again, my name is Connie and I am married to Greg. We've been married for 35 years and we have two children, um, Michael and Laura. Michael is 29. He just got married in Nashville last month. And then my daughter's 27 and she is Laura. And, and then we have two crazy dogs Beans, <laughs> and who's a puppy and beans and Ripley. So that's our little family, and we live in the Wyoming area of Cincinnati. Nice, yeah. Um, so since this is called the Front Porch Life Podcast, can you tell us a little bit about your porch? Okay, do you want physical porch? 
porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh you know, gosh. and you can talk about the front porch, the my, back porch, whatever. Okay, so my <laughs> physical front porch, the door desperately needs to be painted. Um, <laughs> and the chairs are really hard. It's not a great front porch. I didn't it. <laughs> the back porch, though, is where we've lived, I think, during COVID. Is, yes. Uh, we've we've worn our chairs out a little bit and we do love our back porch and our uh, we love our neighbors and so we share our back porch but we have lots of games played out on our back porch so that's our back porch yeah um, our I would say my front porch of living probably is about where I work and mm. We get, that's where I spend most of my time with the, the people that I um, work with. And so we get to know a lot about each other. I work for a staging company and there's women who are my age, which are, <clears throat> my doctor said it was middle age. I don't know if I buy that, but I'm going to just say it's middle age. There's <laughs> gals who are in their forties and their gals are who are in their twenties. But we work with movers who are guys that um, they come from all walks of life and they're great. And it's, so that's our, that's my front porch who I spend time with mm -hmm. and have the utmost respect for. Yeah. So that's cool that it's different kinds of people too, you know? Yes. And, and on most days we get it done because we're on the same page at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so one thing that we were going to talk about today was, um, that you and Greg have been in ministry for a, about the same amount of time that you've yeah. been married. Would you say that? Yes. Or a little we, longer? Uh, well, we both were kind of in ministry, but just, um, we got married 35 years ago and Greg went to start his seminary six months after that. We moved to Colorado and ever since that time, we've, we have been, in ministry in a large church we've been in ministry in a small church um, we've had a um, we started we had a new church development and we've ministered at a retreat center we ran a retreat center teaching um, people in ministry how to do it for the long haul and now we're in cincinnati so my first midwestern um experience <laughs> i'm a southern girl <laughs> yeah it's a little different up here <laughs> Yes. But we're glad that you're here. We're glad you're here. <laughs> so I think because you guys have had such a, you know, different like variety of experiences, I would just be curious to know like, you know, what ministry has looked like through those 35 plus years and maybe like what God has like been teaching you along the way. Wow. It's um, a big question. Do we have like five hours now? I'm just kidding. All the time you want. All the time. All right, don't give me that. I'll take it. Uh, I would say um, what ministry has taught us, it's very different now than it was. We started in the, I dare say the 80s, and it was cool to go to church. I mean, that's what you did. That's where you found your relationships and built your relationships. And so we had a youth group, you know, of almost was like 150 kids. Mm -hmm. And keeping track of 150 kids was a lot different now <laughs> than it is now. I can't imagine what that would look like now. Um, but along the way, what have we learned? Um, 
I would say, you know, you start ministry and you want to take on the whole world. You think mm -hmm. I, you know, God has gifted each one of us and we're going to save the world. And I love that outlook because we wouldn't go into it if we didn't think that. Mm -hmm. I think we find um, pretty quickly after that, that there is a savior and we are not him, um, <laughs> but we long to be that. And I think first and foremost, ministry never stops. It's that kind of thing where, you know, you live it, it's relationships and people die and people get married and people get sick and it's an ongoing thing. And so the hardest part about ministry, I would say, is learning when to, um, when to take care of yourself, when to mm -hmm. say, I, I need to do this so I can be a better um, pastor or better pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it looks like I'm taking a break. You know, we were just talking about this a couple of hours ago where Jesus took a Sabbath. He was God yeah, and he took a Sabbath. And sometimes I think we think we feel like we need to do it better than Jesus. Mm -hmm. And how crazy is that? So that's one thing that we've learned, I would say, is it truly is. Um, and we're on, it goes right along the way that we're on, we need mental health. We have mental health issues and we, that we're learning that it's okay to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just need to figure out what that looks like. Um, I think another one is, let me think about it. I'm old and I left my, I, I lost <laughs> my track of mine. Um, we can't do it alone. Um, and when I say that we, every place that we've lived, God has blessed us with certain people that have um, walked through ministry with us. Mm -hmm. I just got off the phone today with a gal who was in our youth group in Austin, Texas, 35 years ago. I, now she's the only one I had that relationship with, but mm -hmm. we have kept up our relationship. She was at my son's wedding. She and her family were at my son's wedding, our son's wedding. And you, that is an intentional thing to get to know people that you feel safe with. Mm -hmm. um, I had, so I would say you can't do it alone. You, um, you know, Greg's preaching on never graduating and the story of David. And he was successful at all he did, as long as he was with people. Yeah. And we need, we need those people. We need Jonathans, and mm -hmm. we need to be our Jonathans. So those are just a few things that we've learned yeah. along the way. And I think those are really good. Do you guys feel like, especially with the rest aspect, like do you have, I don't know, like rhythms that you guys are in in terms of like taking times of rest or in the week? Because like Sunday is when people say like that's the Sabbath, you know, or I guess it used to be Saturday. But, you know, Sunday is when a lot of people, you know, in our culture, like take time off. Um, but when you're working in a church, that's not the yeah, case. That's not the day. No. <laughs> That's the last day that you take off. Yeah. Like, would, what do you guys do for that, I guess? Well, I would say that we did not do that until we went to the retreat center that we actually worked, ended up working at. And and what they said is, you know, if, if you know, there's only so much you can give. You empty your big backpack and you need to be filled up. You need to fill up your soul. And so while 
A quiet time is great on a day-to-day basis. In order to truly fill your soul, you got to get away a couple of days or even one day just to um, just to see what that looks like. Like, so we would go to to the beach mm. <laughs> and truly that's that kind of knocks out all social media or all telephones. You can't get telephone reception where we would go. And that would just be our time to get renewed. And so for me, it was the beach. Greg, it's the mountains and that's where he gets spills. So we, um, <laughs> we go back and forth, beach, mountains. <laughs> and that, that was just so important to um, get renewed, mm-hmm. to um, not to, to listen, you know, to, to listen to what God wants us to do. So for us, um, so now, okay, we don't have beaches and we don't have mountains. So we have to figure <laughs> I wish. a different way. I know. <laughs> so, you know, we're looking at hiking um, a bit and it just needs to be a little bit more creative. I think, I think Rachel, the probably the most important thing is to be um, intentional on doing it because I think everybody gets busy and you can be carried along by life's events and never be intentional about doing that because we think that um, it it's I don't know sl- I don't know slacking off is not the right word that we're um, that other things are better to do. Yeah, I mean it feels like slacking off sometimes. You feel like you're sitting there and you're like, well, I can see the basket of laundry, you know, if you're oh gosh, at your yes. house. Yes. Um, that's why it is nice to get away because you don't have those distractions, but it definitely feels that way sometimes. Okay, I have, on a side note, a new <laughs> nail color. Do you know what It never ends. <laughs> Laundry never ends. That's so, very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it never ends. Mm-hmm. So if you're, so Greg and I are neither one are planners. So we would be, we just rode the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Until someone finally spoke into our lives and said, um, if, if Jesus did this, then you need to too. Mm-hmm. And so we started doing it. And so what that looked like is we would have our quiet times. And then once a month, we would go to the beach, even if it was just for a day. And we would sit on those dunes and pray. And then we would have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a good thing. We've lost that art of playing and that and God God wants us to have and enjoy whatever have fun and enjoy so mm-hmm. that's what that looks like now that is a good rhythm um, I'm still trying to find my rhythm here I don't I don't quite have it and I want it and you know things COVID really did a number on that yeah. so I'm trying to find a rhythm right now I would love to say I have it all together <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why we talk on here because no one has it all together. That's right. <laughs> We're all better together. Yes, yes. So one thing we've talked about on this podcast a little bit is um, just how we connect with God, how we hear from God. Um, you know, sometimes people say like, having a quiet time each morning. Um, but the idea that like, that's a great time to connect with God and read his word and pray. But then also we hear from God just like in the busyness of our day and in little moments. Um, so I guess first, like 
if if you, when you're having a quiet time, like in the morning, or if you're studying God's word in the morning, it doesn't have to be in the morning, but whenever that happens, um, you know, what, what do you tend to do? Like, do you tend to journal? Do you tend to read scripture more? Like, what does that kind of look like for you? I would say it has changed dramatically since high school and college because you know, we were taught, you know, get up, have your quiet time, which meant, you know, read the word of God and um, journal and pray. And I did that in about 10 minutes and checked it off. <laughs> and I started thinking, what if I did that with my husband? Mm-hmm. Um, having a relationship with um, that, that would not work. That, yeah. he, that was so not fly. So now um, it, while it, while I would love to have that rhythm at the same time each day, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But my favorite rhythm time is when Greg and I are reading the same thing and I'll read and journal about it and pray. And then maybe that afternoon we'll talk about it. And it's so interesting to find out how God speaks to him probably some of the same ways he speaks to me. And so we, and sometimes not, sometimes we get something completely different out of Mm -hmm. that. But in so, so for me, it's a relationship uh, with God, but it's a relationship with my husband. I'm doing that together and it, it works. It, he makes me think more and maybe, maybe I might make him think a little bit more. (laughs) I don't know. I will, um, I will say this, God has used certain things in my life, probably since my mom passed 15 years ago, that there was so much um, grief. I kind of didn't even know what to do with it. But um, on another podcast, possibly, maybe I'll explain that one. But <laughs> I think God, God knows what brings me pure joy. And that mm. is cardinals, daisies, frogs, and, and blue herons and, and he knows why. I think I think he gets the biggest kick surprising me when I'm struggling. Yeah. And so he so for instance, um, last week Greg and Laura and I were in the car and we're going to a, a doctor's appointment that we're all kind of nervous about and we're really not talking about it because we're all a little bit nervous. <laughs> and we see a blue heron. I mean, literally fly by our car oh, and it gosh. was like, okay, all is good. It just, wow. and, and we all knew what, we all knew that that was special. And mm-hmm. I truly do believe when God knows what um, we treasure in his creation, he surprises us mm-hmm. in that he, um, it brings him joy. And so I think that's kind of been my journey the last 15 years of looking for God in places I never would have looked for prior to that. Yeah. And he surprises us. And I have so many fun stories of it's like, seriously. And it's just a fun, it just makes me giggle because there's no, there's no rhyme or reason why things happen. And yet he, he does that. So it's like him saying, I, I've got you and I love you. Mm. And, so that's kind of a, a different kind of walk lately, but yeah, it's been good. <laughs> no, I like that. I think 
I mean, and that, and that takes like you looking for things, you know what I mean? And like attributing it to God and not just thinking like, oh, that's a really pretty blue heron, you know, yeah. but like yeah. you've had that experience with God where you can connect it to like, that's him working and that's him showing you things. Um, I don't know of an artist that doesn't love to feel appreciated for what they created. Mm. And holy cow, if we're created in his image, then he loves to feel, um, he loves it when we love what he has created. Yeah. And I think he just tends to surprise us when we take notice. And so it's kind of been a fun journey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, um, hummingbirds is something that my grandparents loved. Yeah. And so like whenever I was at their house, they lived in Indiana, they always had a bunch of hummingbird feeders. And so I just remember that from their house and they passed when I was in high school. So I didn't like, and they lived, you know, a little bit further away. So I didn't know them quite as well as I, you know, would have wanted to. But I just think like, again, that's like, it's like hummingbirds for me is one of those things where I've just seen them at times where it's like, oh, like, thanks God. Like I needed that little and they're so cool. <laughs> reminder. Yes. They are yeah. so cool. And there's yeah. so many different kinds mm -hmm. and they hum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, like God created all of those things and he delights in, in them and he delights in us recognizing yeah. them. Yes. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Um, so I guess kind of to wrap this up, I mean, we've talked a lot about ministry. We've talked about, you know, experiencing God and what he's doing in our lives. Um, you know, I think we can look at, you know, whether it's been five years or 10 years or, you know, our lifetime or whatever, but I mean, what do you feel like maybe God is teaching you now that is different than maybe what you've experienced like before. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, just kind of a, looking at like, what is he teaching you now? It's maybe something new. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that we started out in our ministry. We, we were in a different denomination where we learned about God. And, and we were, we learned a lot about God. I mean, it was very much a, um, a Bible church. And then when we joined our denomination that we're in now, we, um, we, it wasn't about him. We learned who God was. We experienced him. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, um, the thing, the thing I know now is that with prayers and prayer that he is usually never early, but he's never late. And I think in the, you know, we're in a pandemic and it's been a long couple of years. <laughs> and who knows what the fallout's going to be. And yet, God is still God <laughs> and I think he will equip us for what we need but for ministry I think pretty much everyone on this planet we're a mess 
and while um, you know one of one of the things and now I don't even remember if I said it but David David was successful in everything he did except when he was alone and we have been we have experienced isolation and when he was alone that's when he saw Bathsheba and that's when he had her husband murdered and so I just think we're living in a situation where we desperately need God and I know this that when we cry out to him he will answer and I think sometimes we turn to other things to be um, fulfilled and so I um, I don't know what all this is going to end up looking like but I do know that he is faithful and he hears our prayers and Rachel, I love what you're doing. You are, um, so many people have stopped going to the church and you are bringing church to others by just having relationships. We are, we are desperate for relationships. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, <laughs> but no, I, you did. this is, we're in a hard time and our, our whole, um, philosophy in the last year and a half or so is um, low bar high grace (laughs) and and we we laugh about that because we we need to be but it's it's like how do we love one another in a um, in a grace-filled way so I am I'm very grateful for for all the experience we've had because without a doubt um, God is faithful Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just don't know how he's going to answer that prayer. So I'm, I'm excited to see how he's going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I truly do believe we, we desperately need one another Mm -hmm. and I think we make each other better. Yeah. So, um, there you go. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, no, that's great. I think you're totally right. I mean, we just, I mean, we've, I've talked to friends before. It's just a matter of saying like, Hey, I need someone right now to like, just come over and hang out with me or, you know, just call me on the phone. And sometimes it's hard to do that. But I think all of our anxieties are high right now, just in this time that we're in. And so it's like, we all have, like you said, we just have to give a lot of grace to each other and realize like everyone has a lot going on. But we also need each other desperately. I love that you said, hey, I need some help. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the hardest thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> we are taught not to do, you know, we're taught to help each other, but oh goodness, you know, mm-hmm. don't ask for it. So yeah, yeah, that is a, um, you know, there are some silver linings in that. And I think this is one of them, you know, just being able to open up your front porch and it is a true fall night (laughs) yeah we're like in the dark huddled under this one lamp (laughs) a little chilly yeah you probably hear the crickets but it's okay we're really on the porch so that's that's authentic yes Oh, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been so oh, fun. Thank you. I uh, 
Okay, if anybody else is asked to do this, I would highly <laughs> recommend to say yes because <laughs> Rachel has been awesome. Oh, and, well, thank you. Um, it is, yeah, we, um, we, I'm excited about what you're doing. And here's the question How will we be different this time next year? What will we look like as um, a family? What will we look at as a church? as the United States, as a nation, as a, a world, what will we'll be different. And I pray to God that we'll be better. <laughs> Thank you so much to Connie for coming on the podcast. She was very brave in sharing her stories and sharing what God is doing in their lives. If you know anyone that is in ministry or that follows Jesus, please share this podcast episode with them. And let's just continue to pour into each other and not to isolate ourselves. If you would like to follow the podcast, you can go to Facebook or Instagram and go the handle the Front Porch Life podcast. And you can also support the podcast by using the link at the bottom of the show notes. Have a great week and we'll see you back here next Tuesday.